WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. And now, live from Las Vegas... It's the Marv Cutler Show with your host, the biggest Patriot fan out there that I know, Marv Cutler. I don't know how you meant biggest. Uh, I mean, it could be biggest in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to start this, uh, huh? This early? <laughs> anyway, I want to I want to say the last word of that last record you played on the last show, because it, it didn't play, and it was you. <laughs> I'll be seeing you. You ended up seeing, so I wanted to. I wanted to make sure I got the you in there. Was that the ink spots? I guess it was. I think it was the last show we did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was, I just. I just happened to hear the tail end of it. And it was a. It was a great piece of music. So I just wanted to. I just wanted to mention that. So I have a. I, I've taken some time off this past uh, few weeks, and I've. Um, I don't have any guests tonight, so I get a, I get, I'm gonna play a lot of music. I get a few things to talk about, and um, and then, then maybe Pete and I will um, will discuss um, uh, some sports, um, notably the the Pete. No, that's okay. The Red Sox, uh, who who are gonna play the Washington Nationals in the World Series and then beat them. So, uh, well, you were right about the Super Bowl, so you know I can't really say you're wrong about it. It is early though, so you're putting it out there right now. It's going to be the Red Sox versus the Nationals. Yes. All right. We'll see. We'll see how that works. Okay. The Nationals have a heck of a, a pitching staff, so it's possible, and the Red Sox cool. could be due for a uh, for a definite um, comeback year after the year they had last year. So, Red Sox are one one starting pitcher away. And I'm sure they'll take care of that before the season starts. We'll see what so, happens. Anyway, let me uh, tell you about um, a few things going on. Um, I'm going to be doing my uh, next show um, live from the Oceanside, uh, San Diego area. 
And I want to mention that on this um, uh, Wednesday night, I think it's Wednesday the 5th. Is Wednesday the 5th? No, Thursday's the 5th. Yeah. It's Thursday, um, uh, uh, the Signet Theater Company at the Old Town Theater in in um, San Diego. It's a beautiful little theater. It's a really quaint, wonderful theater. Uh, they're going to be doing um, a classic production of My Fair Lady. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. And uh, anybody that's listening in the San Diego area, or if you're traveling to San Diego, uh, this will be planned to, uh, March 5th till April 26th. It's um, My Fair Lady. It's a classic play, uh, musical, and uh, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, now, if you're in the Las Vegas area, uh, traveling to Las Vegas, uh, the Las Vegas Philharmonic uh, this Saturday night, March the 7th, will be presenting uh, Masterwork Series 4. Cabrera will conduct Mendelssohn and Schumann uh, with guest cellist Sergei Antonov, who performs Schumann's uh, Cello Concerto, Schubert's Overture to Rosamund, and Mendelssohn's Symphony Number no. 4. It's a it's a wonderful orchestra. Um, Cabrera is done uh, as the music director and conductor has done wonderful things with the uh, Las Vegas Philharmonic. So this Saturday night, March the 7th, the Las Vegas Philharmonic, Cabrera conducts Mendelssohn and Schumann. And on March the 28th, the Las Vegas Philharmonic will do their Pops 4 Symphonic Spectacular concert, uh, both concerts at the Smith Center in Las Vegas. I got a couple of books um, to review here. Uh, the first one comes to me from um, AIRE Press, and uh, that's the um, the Edgar Casey uh, Organization Association for Research and Enlightenment. And this is a really good book. Uh, you know, most people that listen to me know that I'm a healer, and this book is really terrific. It's uh, it's a guide to colon care. Edgar Casey's guide to colon care. It uh, was written by Sandra Duggan, who was an RN, was an RN. Um, and as Edgar Casey said in his reading of 1702-2, keeping the colon clean is necessary for every well-balanced body. It's the first step to total body health. So check this book out, Edgar Casey's Guide to Colon Care by Sandra Duggan. It's a wonderful book, and it's uh, published by uh, Edgar Casey's ARE, the Association for Research and Enlightenment. Oh, that's a terrific book. Another book I want to mention um, for my um, my Jewish friends out there is a terrific book. It's called Aura of Torah. If you can get a hold of one, it uh, makes a great poem gift, uh, which, uh, which starts Wednesday night. Um, it's a Kabbalistic Hasidic commentary to the weekly readings. It was written by Rabbi Larry Tabak. Um, he's the Rabbi Sher Hayim, the Hampstead Reformed Jewish Community in London, and he's the author of Growing Into Your Soul and a Celebration of Jewish Life for Your Coming of Age. This is a wonderful book, um, uh, and it has a lot of details which conceals the Torah's aura of holiness. And Jewish mystics and spiritual teachers for centuries have attempted to reveal that aura through creative interpretation. So check out this book, The Aura of Torah. Um, and it's put out by JPS, uh, Jewish Publication Society, and it's a, it's a wonderful book uh, written by Rabbi Larry Tabak. Okay, now, let me see what we get here. All right, I want to talk about Rainbow Executive Offices. Uh, Rainbow Executive Offices is a great place if, you're, if you have a home business or you have a regular office and you, and you want a really great office space. Uh, the Las Vegas Business Center's uh, two locations on uh, Rainbow Boulevard uh, and, and Tropicana. And um, they have um, basic office programs, only $99 a month. Uh, $99 a month. Rainbow Executive Suite uh, at 800 North Rainbow Boulevard. Uh, their phone number is 702-948-5000. And when I said Tropicana, I should have said that was on Pecos Road at Tropicana, the Tropicana Business Center. Um, the Rainbow Executive Suites has a prime northwest location where the U.S. 95 and Summerlin Parkway freeways meet North Rainbow Boulevard at the Rainbow Curve. It's a terrific um, office space, and uh, you can have a full-time office there or a part-time office. So if um, you need an office, if you have a home business, you want to check this out, check out 
Rainbow Executive Suite. All right, I'm going to start off with, uh, with some music here. And um, my first tune is by the big guy, uh, the late, great big guy from uh, Hawaii. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to say his name, and then I'll just uh, say how, what his name was affectionately called. Um, Israel Kamaka Wiwuwoli. God bless you. Is that good? That was pretty good. Good job. Yeah, not, not bad. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, he was affectionately called Izzy, and he has this great recording, and probably the, one of the best versions I've ever heard of this song is Somewhere Over the Rainbow.
the wonderful sound of Izzy uh, from Hawaii, uh, the late, wonderful Izzy, um, big, big fella, playing that little ukulele. Uh, he was terrific. I, I, I never saw him. Um, so he's such a big guy. I don't know how those fingers uh, handle that ukulele, but well, he did a great job with it, and his voice was, was, was beautiful. And I can't say enough about, about Izzy and um, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, one of the, one of the best recordings of that tune I've ever heard. So I just, I just want to um, mention, bring that up. And uh, we're going to play a little jazz here now. Uh, we're going to get to a, a classic by, um, by the great trumpeter, the man with the, the bent horn, the bent bell. Here's the Dizzy Gillespie, A Night in Tunisia. Madness and uh, at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. If you're in Las Vegas or coming to Las Vegas, you might want to check out the the WAC tourney, the Western Athletic Conference tournament, uh, men's and women's basketball. I've been going there for the past uh, four or five years, and it's a terrific tournament. They do a great job over there, and I just um, want everybody to know March um, 11th to 14th, the uh, Western Athletic Conference tournament the Orleans um, Arena uh, in Las Vegas. And uh, I don't know if I want to say any more because uh, I might get fined. <laughs> well, the question is, do you think Kentucky can run the table and be the first team since 1976, the Indiana Hoosiers, 
to go undefeated and win the national championship because they look like the team to beat right now. I, I think they can go undefeated, but here's my prediction. Are you ready for this? Can I get a drum roll? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, they won't win the championship. They won't win the championship. Who do you think wins it then? Um, I haven't decided yet, but um, um, I'm looking at maybe Wisconsin and Louisville. Yeah, I mean, I think those are good picks. Even Virginia, because they play such great defense and, you know, defensive teams that they can hang around. Um, the problem with Virginia, I think, is because they play such great defense offensively, they're inept. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I, I oh, right, right now I got to pick Kentucky, though. I just think uh, they're so deep. They got great depth. And coaching-wise, John Calipari is one of the best. Well, Calipari is uh, is great. He came out of Massachusetts, right? <laughs> That's correct. UMass. I remember that team too. They were like, uh, what, twenty seven and three, and they had Marcus Camby, right? Right, right. Wow, you really know. <laughs> I do. I know your team and everybody else's. That's what I'm here for, buddy. We should we should uh, change this to. Uh, a sports show, and this is a two-vessel talk sports all the time, right? Let's do it. Well, what's holding you back here? I'm ready. I'm game. Maybe I'll, we'll, maybe uh, starting the next show, we'll start doing a sports segment, which will actually, maybe we'll even start right now. All right. <laughs> so anyway, Marshawn Lynch, I think he's, um, I think he's uh, getting ready to, uh, uh, to go to work for the WWE, the World Wrestling. <laughs> uh, because uh, I, I guess he, he does, he's not going to be the face of the NFL. He wants to be the face of the WWE. What do you think of that comment he made? Well, I think it's kind of interesting because if you think about it, everybody and their mother thought Lynch was going to get the ball at the one-yard line, and he didn't get the ball. So what he says, he says it's a conspiracy theory because the Seahawks, Pete Carroll, did not want him to be the face of the NFL because basically the NFL has uh, made him a target because he doesn't like to talk to the media. So his contention is basically the reason why he didn't get the ball in the one-yard line is because the Seahawks didn't want to have to deal with him being the MVP, so they would give up a chance to win the Super Bowl because they didn't want Lynch to be the face of the NFL. Is that far-fetched or what? I think that's really far-fetched. I mean, I don't get the play call. I think it was definitely a brain fart on Darren Bevel, who's the offensive coordinator, and Pete Carroll to sign off on it. Because, again, if you have the best running back in the league, and I clearly think he is the best running back in the league. He nearly scored on the previous play. If you have the ball on the one-yard line, you give it to beast mode, do you not? Right. As a matter, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, you know, as stupid as that play was, I think it was the greatest play in the football. <laughs> I know you do because you're a big-time Patriots fan, but you know what? Give credit to where credit is due. The Patriots saw the play, and Myron Butler made an unbelievable play being a rookie, never having an interception, coming into that moment, and just making the right play was unbelievable. So congratulations uh, was, to the Patriots. Totally yeah. Um, um, you know, he's. Um, I hope he gets a big contract with the Patriots because the he looks like he's gonna be a he's gonna be a keeper, a good one, you know. He's clearly uh, smart enough to make the play. That's for sure. He even said after he made the interception that he saw it before it happened. So if you believe that, but you know what? It's all about doing film study, doing the proper homework, and the Patriots did that, and they were able to make the play. And unfortunately, the Seahawks weren't. And again, I always go back to this, Marv. You have a team down by 10 points in the fourth quarter. You're supposedly one of the best defenses that the NFL has ever seen. you got to hold them down. You can't let them score. You cannot let that happen. That's correct. And that's what the Seahawks did. Yeah. They have and, no one to blame um, but themselves at this point. Right. They have no one to blame except themselves and, and Bill Parcells and Tom Brady. <laughs> did I say Bill Parcells? You said Bill Parcells, yeah. Parcells couldn't get it done now. What a what a Freudian slip that was, Bill Belichick. Yes. Although although Parcells was his teacher. That's true. So he was a defensive so, coordinator when uh, Parcells won it down here against the Bills when they won nineteen to seventeen. Uh huh. Right. So uh, so uh, Parcells um, 
uh, you know, Belichick learned from the learned from the learned from the great one, and he became he came even greater. <laughs> I think he's probably one of the greatest coaches of all time. If not, you know, he's right in that conversation. I think with Vince Lombardi, of course, the conversation will always be met with uh, criticism for Spygate and other stuff like that. But that's unfortunate because I do think he's one of the best coaches of all time. Period. I, I you know, I can't. You know, I'm, and I'll probably get stoned for this, but I can't include um, uh, Vince Lombardi in in, in, the, in the top group. Oh wow! I don't know about now, that. Now, what do you win? Well, I mean, they won. They won the the two Super Bowls, but uh, I mean, how many NFL? But how many NFL championships did he win? I mean, he completely changed the way football was played. I mean, you. He won. He won two, right? He won two, but he won also NFL championships because if you remember, the Super Bowl wasn't around until 1966. Before that, he was winning NFL championships uh, hand over foot for the Packers. Oh, here is my three picks for the greatest NFL coaches, all right? All right. Bill, Bill Belichick. Okay. Tom Landry and Chuck Noll. You know, I can't really argue, but I could throw a coach in there. How about the great Bill Walsh? Bill was good. I mean, four championships, created the West Coast offense, worked with Joe Montana, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I mean, and what about Don Shula? I mean, it's such a subjective argument. We could argue about this all night long. We could have a one-hour show about who's the greatest NFL coach of all time and go back and forth on these points. That's why it's so interesting. Absolutely, you know there's there were so many great coaches, but I'll stick to my my three: Belichick, Landry, and Noel. And I believe Tom Landry was on the uh, the same staff as uh, Vince Lombardi, if I if I'm correct on that, right? Really, really, yeah. You know, um, uh, you know, I'll tell you something. Um, the, the the biggest, the worst move that Jerry Jones ever made was to fire Tom Landry. Now, see, I disagree with you, and this is why. Because at the time, Tom Landry was an unbelievable coach, had steep history, but Jerry Jones see the, saw the writing on the wall. He knew that he had to get a young coach like Jimmy Johnson to come in there from the Hurricanes. And yeah, they had one bad year, but you look at it, uh, Jimmy Johnson, look at all the Super Bowls he won, and then look at all the draft picks, look how they built that team. That was the right move. I don't know how you can go against that. I mean, I get the fact that he was historically one of the greatest coaches of all time, but at a certain point, uh, Jerry Jones saw the writing on the wall, and he thought Jimmy Johnson would be the perfect coach, and you know what? He was right. Three Super Bowls later, you can't argue with that, can you? Well, I'll give that one to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk basketball. All right. I want to talk about the uh, the Boston Celtics. Okay. Now, yesterday they played the Golden State Warriors. Right, which is one of the they best were, teams in the NBA. Right, it's not it's not the best, you know. Right this year, anyway, and um, they um, they were they were beating um, Golden State pretty soundly for the first three uh, quarters. quarters of the game. Yeah, and 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 then they only scored fifteen points in the fourth quarter. For some reason, the Celtics seem to fall apart in the fourth quarter. I don't, I don't know why, but in the fourth quarter, they seem to fall apart. they got such a great team, and, um, and Isaiah Thomas has been a great addition to the team. And I think that the Celtics are a superstar away from, from greatness again. Just like the Red Sox are a one starting pitcher away. Well, you look at the Celtics, they got rid of Rondo. I mean, what did you think about that trade? And what do the Celtics right now I, have that you would I, I they, love Rondo. Okay? I think Rondo is one of the greatest players in basketball. Uh, although he's not he's not proving it right now. Not with but Dallas, I, no. I think that um I was I was happy they made the trade. And I'll tell you the reason why. Rondo was going to be a free agent next season. Agree. And Rondo 
in my in my belief, Rondo would have left the Celtics and gone to the Lakers, and which he still might do go to the Lakers, and uh, and I I think they made a it was a smart move for them because of the fact that they knew they were going to lose him. I agree with and, that. And, and, and plus, Rondo is a is a is a tough guy to handle. He's he, you know, look what it, look what happened with his uh, with his coach at the um, um, in, in Dallas there, and Carlisle, uh, who who by the way is a former Celtic, correct? And um, um, you know, Rick Carlisle, you know, I mean, he was moving off to the Rick. Whether no matter who was wrong in the situation, you know, it's not a good idea to mouth off like that to the coach, especially in front of uh, everybody. And you know, these days in the NBA, the superstars run it. I mean, they can get a coach fired just like that. There's so many examples of this happening. You can look at a couple of years ago when Chris Paul got Vinny Del Negro fired because he didn't like how he was coaching. I mean, I'm surprised right. that Carlisle isn't gone. But the thing is, Dallas has Rondo as a rental. They thought he would be the final piece, and he's not. And you're right. right. The Celtics should have got rid of Rondo because... He is a fiery guy, and I didn't see him buying into the rebuilding effort that the Celtics are trying to basically uh, push on this team with uh, Brad Stevens. Right. And I, I, think that, I think the Knicks will overpay for him. It's either the Knicks or the, the Lakers, and I think you're right. And I think it would be a mistake if Rondo went to the Lakers, because the Lakers have nothing right now. They really don't. Well, the Lakers need Rondo. Exactly, and they're overpay for him. But you got to think about it. If if I'm Rondo, do you really want to go to a bad Lakers team, or how about a New York Knicks team? I mean, they're going to have Carmelo Anthony at least. What do you have in La La Land? Oh, uh, I, you know, I see. I'm not a see. I like both of the teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a I'm a basketball fan, but. I really don't like the Lakers and the Knicks. <laughs> now, would you say is it better for the NBA as a as a whole to have a team like the Lakers, like the Knicks, like the Celtics down, or would you think it would be better for the NBA as a whole, especially you being a big time NBA fan? Do you think it's better for these teams to be relevant or irrelevant? Well, I think they, 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 they the three teams need to be relevant because. Uh, you know, historically, they're, the th- they're three of the greatest teams in the NBA. Very true. You know, so they need to be relevant. And plus, they're in the they're in the you know in, in major cities, and uh, uh, they draw um, a big uh, TV audience. And and um, you know, the, the, you know, Dallas is a major city, San Antonio, but but they don't draw the audience that uh, these three um, cities draw, like in, in especially. Um, in um, on TV, and that's that's the situation. They they really need to make these guys relevant, uh, you know. And and plus, the Celtics have won 18 championships. The Lakers have won 17. Mm-hmm. You know, I I remember the Lakers way back when they were in Minneapolis, and uh, and George Mikan was the center. The oh, the first true my age. first true big man. Yeah, yeah. So so. Uh, you know, I I, I think um, um, I predicted that um, um, that the, the Chicago Bulls were going to win the uh, championship this year. But are you are you going to take that back now because they lose Derrick Rose again? Is he done, Marv? Is he done? Yeah, you know, I'm I, you know, I got to tell you an interesting story. Derrick Rose has a torn meniscus in in one of his knees. Right. And he was operated on that. I have a torn meniscus in both knees. Mm. And I don't get operated on. And, you know, I'm pretty active. I, I move around pretty good. And I'm a lot heavier and a lot bigger guy than Derek Rose. And I move around pretty good because, you know, I'm a I'm a natural healer, holistic healer, uh, which is what I do when I'm not on radio. And I am able to... To compensate and heal my, my both my torn menis, menisci is it uh, plural for meniscus? I think so. Yeah. Um, I can heal my menisci uh, basically by myself, and um, I don't have any pain. You know, I I, I take some um, uh, some supplements that uh, that helps the uh, the pain, and 
and I have no pain. You know, I and my doctors have told me I need to have surgery, and I, I, so I don't know if Derek Rose is a, is a baby or you know just play. And you know, speaking of that, I want to bring something out. I want to bring something out about um, these superstars and how they're really not interested in their team, but uh, but themselves. Like, let's talk about Carmelo Anthony. For mm-hmm. Here's a guy that that was hurt. He needed surgery. He could. He he, he basically shouldn't have been playing, but yet he went and played in the All Star game. Does that make any sense? Makes no sense at all. It makes no sense for Carmelo Anthony to re-sign with the Knicks because it's been a complete disaster. But you're exactly right. right. He shouldn't have played in the All-Star game. And now right. the Knicks have this big-time contract. And I really don't understand the infatuation with Carmelo Anthony. He's never done anything besides win a national championship with Syracuse. He's never been a player besides a right. scorer. He's never had that overall game. He's not a defender. He's just a scorer. He's not going to make anybody better on the team because if he would, Denver wouldn't have traded him, and New York will probably eventually trade him. He hasn't made anybody on New York any better. I don't understand the infatuation with Anthony. I have I, I have no idea. You know, I, I I watch him play, and you know, Carmelo Anthony is is only interested in Carmelo Anthony. I agree. And he's the typical superstar in the NBA right now. I mean, I hate to say that because I love the NBA, but I think it's a watered-down product. I think it's an isolation game, and I think it's uh, based on superstars. But you look at the end of the year, the better teams like the San Antonio Spurs that don't really have any superstars, just great team players usually pull it out and win. Oh, by, by the way, you know, even though the San Antonio Spurs are not looking so great right now, don't count them out of winning the championship. Never. You know because they're still they're still a, a, a class team, and they still you know when it comes to championship time, you got to watch out for the San Antonio Spurs. Here's Charlie Parker and uh, the study of the birds ornithology.
Okay, Charlie Parker and Ornithology. Rainbow Executive Suites in the Tropicana Business Center. Um, they have prime locations. The Rainbow Executive Suites is in the northwest location with the U.S. 95 and Summerlin Parkway Freeways meet North Rainbow Boulevard at the Rainbow Curve. And, and the Tropicana Business Center is a prime southeast location at Tropicana Avenue, convenient to the U.S. 95 Freeway, Green Valley, and Henderson. And uh, at the centers, you can devote all your efforts to your business while they take care of office management burdens and expenses. You enjoy full-time, full-service receptionist, phone answering, mail and administrative support services without the headache or expenses of a payroll or a staff. You'll find every business tool available. So check out the um, Rainbow Executive Suites or the Tropicana Business Center. Um, part-time office is started, only $99 a month. And you can get more information by calling them at 702-945-1000. That's 702-948-5000. That's 702-948-5000. This is going out to the to uh, the the love of my life, who um, is not no longer with us, but she's with us in spirit. And this is for you, Joy. My one and only love, Johnny Hopman and John Coltrane. Touch of your hand 
is like heaven A heaven that I've never known The blush on your cheek Whenever I speak Tells me that you My soul on fire I give myself in sweet surrender My one and only love My November of 1947, Flip Phillips and Illinois Jacquet on saxophone, Howard McGee on trumpet, Bill Harris on trombone, is the uh, Jazz of the Philharmonic All-Stars, and from Volume 6 is uh, Perdido.